Welcome to Cowl Fans, a popped-off podcast. The casual fans home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the First Brandon Studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alura Moore. I'm Haller. And uh, let's get started. All righty. All right. So we're going to start where we always start here as Tamponians. Mm-hmm. Florida Mayhem. Their matches last week. I think it's safe to say that they were a bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah. There were some redeeming parts, mostly in, like, how closely Paris played um, Fuel after we lost to them. Mm. They didn't seem... After watching that match, I'm like, oh, this wasn't as disappointing of a look they had shown versus Chengdu the week before. Right. So, like, that felt good. But otherwise, there there wasn't too much to... Uh, be excited about right. So basically, <laughs> so Florida fans. So basically, Florida looked good the week before, but this past week, they, I mean, at they least versus London, they looked versus, versus London, London. They yeah. looked they looked improved after making their decision to commit to yes. being full Korean. But then this past week, their first match against Paris, they did not look as good as they had looked. They looked much less decisive. Mm, looked yeah. much re- less ready to do winning. Much less ready to do winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it was. Um, and so all, all of the pr- strengths we had the previous week seemed gone. We did really well in things like control. We fought, we fought that really competitively. We didn't do that at all this mm. week. Um, we did assault reasonably competitively. We didn't do that at all this week. But, yeah. <coughs> but what we did do, because we did do something that really isn't a good thing, but it is a thing that ultimately became kind of good, is... It felt like Florida was learning the teams they were playing while they were playing them. So it looked like their prep was probably off, maybe. Um, because as they played Paris, and it happened a little bit in the New York game, too, Florida slowly sort of ramped up and played better against them as the game went on. Yes. And also, I, I feel like in the Paris game specifically, um, you saw more weaknesses of Paris than I think you saw strengths of Florida. Paris seemed very prepared for very specific strats. Like when we pulled out on Hanamura, the Bastion, Torbjorn, Farah again. They were again, ready. They were so ready. Like Gray had like, I practiced my lob to right where you're going to set up. So the anti-nade is going to hit you right as our Genji dives you. Like they were super prepared and they just steamrolled us in our first run. And we're like, well... We don't want to run that comp again. That didn't work well, so we're just going to run goats. And Paris is just like, what is a goat? I have never heard of this thing. They weren't prepared to commit <laughs> to, to swap to so they like, deal yeah, with the goats. Because they ran out with their bunk, the same comp they used to break our bunker. Their bunker-breaking bas- anti-bastion comp. They saw our Winston goats. And then we're like we're going to keep running this comp that's designed to play against Bastion. And then, like, failed for, like, three minutes. But luckily, they had a six-minute time bank, so it didn't matter. Right. But it made Florida look better. But they just didn't seem like if this wasn't something they had prepared for, they they didn't know how to adapt. Right. Right. That's true. Paris definitely showed that an inability to adapt. And, and I, I posted this while, we, while the game was going on. If Florida had decided we're not going to run goats on defense in point B, we're mm-hmm. going to stick with a bunker strat or a bunker comp. Paris, Paris hard committed to switching to goats for the point B, even when they had their anti-bunker thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Florida could have rolled over that. Yeah. Right. So, so that was just an interesting. That was just some things that that they definitely could have done. But it's weird to me <coughs> how the Florida did look more competitive. They did look more willing to adapt and figure out what Paris was doing right. as the games went on until we got to payload, which is honestly naturally and historically been our team's strongest map type. Yes. Um. So. How so are we getting better as the game is going on, or is that just our strongest map type? Yeah. There are questions there. And one thing to say about our control is we ran pirate ship both times on control, and that's not something you could run really anywhere else except, like, defensive point A of certain control maps, right? So, like, it seems like we we like the bunker comp. Right. This is something that's fun for us. We're struggling a little bit with goats and communications, which this whole switching to Korean changes was supposed to be about communication. Granted, I will give Florida a little bit of room, and I think this is something not a lot of people have talked about. We've literally let go our entire coaching staff. Our coaching staff was Mineral, Promise, and uh, yeah, and they're all gone. They're all gone. And oh our my. only coach is the guy from um, O2 Blast. Right. I was going to say O2 Ardian, but O2 Blast. Right. Um, just think about the Overwatch League up until this point and recent signings. Like, or even think of like Chengdu currently with Jitrin. It is not easy to get these U.S. work visas for these people. I guarantee you this O2 Blast coach is still in South Korea and they're working with him remotely. Ooh, That's a that. rough situation for a team to be in, right? Um, especially on match day where, like, usually your coach is mic'd up to you and you're able to talk in breaks. Right. But you can only talk to that coach during halftime because no one has... He, he can't be on that same mic because he needs to be in the Blizzard Arena to be able to do mm -hmm. that. So that's that's a hard situation for the team to be in. A, to just have that one coach. Like, we know from Season 1, Florida Mayhem, one coach, one coach is, is hard. not good. It's a, it's a difficult situation. And now you're dealing with one coach remotely? That's a rough situation. It really is. It really is. Um, Zephyr and Swan don't look good anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, felt like, I felt like the week prior, I felt like Swan was looking up. Zephyr was looking okay, but Swan was really looking up. Yeah. And then this week, nah, nah, that seems like his fluke. game against Philly. I think really shook him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I want to just talk real quick about New York because we lost to New York. Expected, right. no big deal. You're gonna lose to New York. I saw a glimmer of hope. Mm. I saw. I, I mean, in New York, we also slowly, very much more slowly than Paris, but got a little bit better every yeah. map. And at the end, I felt like, are we gonna? Are do we stand a chance? I thought we stood a chance taking that last map. I had this yeah. glimmer of hope. We pulled out the bunker strat. We added the Symmetra so we could move that around, that which they didn't do at first. I do want to talk about because that, that was so cool. It was really smart. It was really smart, right? So they take a zero mobility comp. Yeah. Give it all the mobility needs. Well, because one of the things that's changed between so week one of stage two, you get Junkertown and everyone's playing old Junkertown strat. Bastion, Roadhog, Pirate Ship, Galore. And then everyone realized if you just play Reinhardt Goats and you play at the spawn doors, the Bastion can never get up to set out on the point. 
and mm. then you never saw a pirate ship all week. Granted, I didn't get to watch the matches Saturday, but from what I watched, um, all of Sunday and then um, fr- uh, Thursday and Friday, no one ran this pirate ship cop. Right. And then Florida just uses the Symmetra to transport the Bastion onto the opposite high ground to get around the Reinhardt goats. And now the Reinhardt goats are just stuck with the Bastion, like going right at them. New York wasn't ready for it. Freaking brilliant. It was really smart. I wouldn't be surprised to see other teams who want to run Pirate Ship pull that out next week. Like, there you go. Florida's gift to the world. For real. Um, it was also nice to see Saya player getting shots. Yes, against New York. His against widow New York, was his widow finally was popping off. That and felt a, really good. That was really nice. So 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 because of the the glimmer the, that's a huge glimmer of hope, especially yeah. considering it was against New York. Yeah. So to add that on top of the big Paris loss makes me go, I don't know where Florida is. We we have a lot of we have a lot of good pieces. I think like like H- Hagopun as well against Paris and against New York. His Ana looks really good. Yeah. His his Zen play has felt like not as good as it felt like the first two weeks of stage one. Like mm. I was really feeling good about Hago. He feels like he's fallen off on his Zen, but his Ana has been really solid. Like the first control point, sure. he won with an ant. Oh, he won us that first fight with an anti nade. Yeah. On Oasis. Huge anti like, Huge anti nades. Huge sleep darts. His Ana's looked great. Um, so there's definitely a lot of positives. If we could just, like, make some trades, like, if we can do some good trades, especially in our tank line, mm-hmm. and get some upgrades, BQB and Saya is a sick duo. Hagopun has his moments. Chris seems serviceable. I think that's all you really need out of your main support. If he has enough intangibles, like, we're good to go in that department. It's really hard to judge. Right. So, like, we have some good pieces. We just need to make a couple more upgrades, and Florida Mayhem can at least maybe look competitive, and then hopefully, like, by stage four, maybe we can, like, have a stage playoff run. And I think as There's a Florida... There's not be a stage playoff in stage four. Oh, crap. That is right, isn't it? That's correct. Okay, stage three. You really got to get your stuff together. Crap. Fast. So make... Make those trades now so we're ready to go in Stage 3, Florida, please. Righto, righto. All right, so we're going to hit our match of the weeks here real quick. Yeah. Um, why don't you go first? Okay. So my match was the Hangzhou Spark versus the Boston Uprising because they played Crystal. <laughs> they finally played Crystal. I've been so excited about this team. In the preseason, I was, like, hyping these guys up, like, really early. Them and Shanghai Dragons. I was, like, on the Spark and Dragons train. Like, these teams are going to look great. And the reason I was so excited about Spark was because they had Godsby and Crystal as this DPS duo. I'm like, man, this looks so dope. These are two amazing players. Crystal is your star-level DPS, and... um, Godsby is a really good role player, and I thought, like, them combined is just going to be this sick duo. And then they just run out with Adora and Bazi, who I just don't think are anything special at all. And it seemed like the instant they put Crystal in, they had this, like, extra edge. Like, he had that extra, like, playmaking ability that even when they were running goats, like, he was just on brig duty. But, like, even it was, like, that extra little spark of life that they needed to actually spark. spark of life. Totally, totally intended. It wasn't intended. But, like, it gave him that little extra push to, like, actually start winning in these Ghost Fights, and they looked really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks so good for the team. And then, next map, they sub him out. Mm. And then they lose. And then they lose the next map. And then they sub him back in for Junkertown. And then they win. And then they play, then they play the tiebreaker, and they win. And it's like, 
Crystal seems like he's the last missing piece that took this team that everyone was saying, like, in the preseason and in, even in the early weeks of Stage 1, like, this is a team that's really good and you should be looking out for. And then we never saw those results Yeah, really and even in stage. recent weeks, they've been pretty much going – we've been pretty much riding Spark off. Yeah. Yeah, I had him, like, at the bottom of my, of my power rankings, like, bottom three. So yeah. I wasn't expecting much it of It really them. feels like adding them in has uh, crystallized their chances of success. <laughs> That it has. And, oh, my gosh, if you could go back and watch one map, like, watch the last control map of um, Boston versus Hangzhou, because, wow, wow, is that one of the crazier maps of the entire stage. Like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> there were some insane clutches. All right, well, my map of the week was uh, of the Battle for L.A. Hmm. Which Classic. always a hype map. Always. always a hype game. Sorry, not 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 one map. Four maps. Hype <laughs> four maps, and it was no less hype this week. Um, the mm. crowd surprisingly. was yes, surprisingly. Um, first off, let's start here. The crowd was absolutely wild, which always mm. adds so much to that game. It's right? It's so nice. It's so great because you know we need fans, and there's hometown fans there. Yeah. And and my wife pointed out to me, this out to me. That that city needed to have two teams so they could do this game every year and have a hype rivalry match that yep. was going to be there before geolocation. Yes. This hype rivalry match exists already technically because these teams don't really need to go anywhere else. They're, They're geolocated. Right. <laughs> right. And it worked. And it mm. adds so much to the league to watch that game. Yeah. Um, Without a doubt. Valiant are playing undoubtedly better than they've been playing so far. Mm -hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Now, the game felt close. Yeah. If you're watching it, that Valiant and them tie. Valiant gets another win. Upri uh, not Uprising. Gladiators. Gladiators get two wins. Right? So it, it feels like a close game, and looking at the score, you might think it's a close game. Yeah. But um, I sort of have to say that as I watched the game, it looked, mm -hmm. and, and I'm no analyst, no I only half-watch. I can't, can't get too right, much of right. it here. I'm no analyst. But it looked like when the Gladiators won, first off, they destroyed. Mm. Right? And then when the Gladiators lost, they still looked like they were probably doing better than the Valiant. Like mm. they probably shouldn't have lost. Um, and I feel like Valiant got, some of th got that draw and got that win on pure hype alone. <laughs> Right. Which which is one of the and things that makes this game so interesting. It always feels like that. Like, both teams kind of play, uh, like, exceed expectation right. for this game. Right. Which is awesome. It's super fun. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, particularly considering the, the expectations coming into this game, LA Valiant literally picked up their first win of the season. Earlier that week. Yeah, earlier that week. Where Gladiators are running on, like, I think a six-match win streak. They're four-match win streak for this stage, and I think they have a little bit of a, a win streak rounding out the end of stage one. Like, these guys are red hot. They're looking to go 7-0 and this stage. Right. So, to have this team, who is looking like literally the bottom of the pack, go up against one of our top five teams in the league and keep it fairly competitive. Yeah, it was really good. That's a good thing, because I thought this battle for LA was just going to be a steamroll. Mm. 
And it was not. It was a quite a good match. It was good enough to be your match of the week. It was. And that's awesome. It was. Good job, Valiant. It was. Now, there was another. I'm going to use this to move on. There okay. was another match this week that, that had similar feelings to me, minus all the hype. Mm. And that was the Toronto versus Philly game. Mm. And I had the ability on Friday, as I was painting my house, to also participate in Minerals, former head coach Minerals' stream, where he analyzed that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got to say, Minerals got a head for this. Mm. He's very smart. He is. Um, he really didn't do anything publicly. So all of us as as viewers, we would never have gotten to see this until he got fired. Right. He, I've never seen him do a stream. And he said on his stream, I haven't streamed or done anything like this in well over a year. Mm. So nobody really knew, was able to know whether or not he was able to do this. He's He's very smart. He has a very analytical mind. And he was able to walk through that entire Toronto versus Philly game and go, look, Here's where Toronto is. Toronto's win is on the back of some clutch plays. Here's the way that Toronto is actually losing throughout these things because it feels close. All the fights felt close as you watch them. And he mm-hmm. goes, look, here are the fundamentals where Philly is outperforming Toronto in the basics, in the, bu- in the bubble battles, in the right. ultimate trades. You know, And, he go, and, and Philly's losing this, this team fight but they're winning overall because they made the right ultimate trades right. for this team fight. And they won this bubble battle early on, which gave them extra Zarya energy and edge. And he just went over these fundamentals back and forth and back and forth. Here's them taking the corner, which gives them a defensive edge or yep. an offensive edge because they didn't let them take the corner. It was very, very well thought through mm. and, and just a good, a good study of the basics. If you want to learn some of the basics of, of Overwatch and what you're watching right now, I I would say Mineral is a good place to be watching right now. And he is he's got to sell himself right now basically. He's got to market himself, make himself look yeah, good. Yeah. Especially without the two seasons with the mayhem. Right, right. <laughs> and guys, I have to say he looks he looks smart, he looks good. Yeah. Um I I I can't attest to why as a head coach he was not very successful. He probably needs to be one of those performance coaches or an analyst. Mm. He probably doesn't belong in the head coach role. There's probably something to do with the way you have to love on your players, sort of, and give them different yeah, kinds of Yeah, there's a lot of extra leadership things outside just kind of like having that that understanding of the game. There's a lot more like right. traditional leadership roles. Right, exactly. So, um, so can't, can't say to his ability in those ways, but he has a head for this for sure. And we c- we can all probably learn something from him. And mm-hmm. his stream had five people on it. He opened the floor to questions. I was able to ask him questions about about running drills and things. So if you're if you want to ask a head ask a former Overwatch League head coach questions, now's the time to do it because the man's got a stream, and mm-hmm. he's gonna and everyone hates Florida, so no one's watching him. Right. So <laughs> so go get free access to uh, head coach stuff. Yeah, and we love we love to support the for- the former Florida guys. Anyone who's cross paths in our organization, it's yeah. always you know good to. Yeah, I still got my Civic jersey. It's them. not going away. Yeah. You know, Siwoosh was still the most fun meme entrance guy I've ever met. Yeah, I still root for Logics and Montreal is playing in contenders. So, so, so you know. Unless they're playing Florida, <laughs> in which case, Manitin, <coughs> go. So there we go. Um, another thing to, to look at is in our standings, yeah. especially in our seizing standings, Shock standings finally look like they're a cut above the rest mm. and like they belong with New York and Vancouver. Yep. This is excellent. Yeah. I mean, because the Shock... Have we watched the shock? That's how it feels, right? Mm-hmm. 
So they're finally in a place where it feels like they deserve to be. They're a solid third place. Their map differential is in the double digits and 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 head and feet above the people. It definitely in fourth feels place. like for them to finally go like tit for tat with the Vancouver Titans was that huge confidence boost and losing to them like the way they did at the last minute was like is this driving force now that they're gonna come out and just cream everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be great. Um, the next thing we've got here is while we're looking at the standings, um, let's talk about map win and loss streaks. Okay. Why don't you hit me with this? So this is an interesting <coughs> little tidbit. Um, if the Guangzhou charge, I believe if I'm remembering the numbers, right, I don't have it written down in front of me, but I think they're at a 22 map loss streak. And if they map loss streak, map loss streak. Um, but if they lose two more, Maps in a row, so the control and the assault of their next game against the Hangzhou Spark, they will be at negative 24, which will beat the map loss streak record in the Overwatch League held by the Shanghai Dragons in Season 1. They will be a new level of winningless. Wow. Not match, but map. Wow. So that's that's something to look out for. That's really not a record you want to beat. No. And they've had a tough schedule. And I think Hangzhou Sparks should be a bit more winnable than, you know, having to play the San Francisco Shock two times in a row and yeah. the Vancouver Titans before that. Yeah. And I, I think, like, the L.A. Gladiators. Mighty unfortunate. Rough. But, yeah, something to look out for. And then... Do you have the standings up in front of you? I uh, let me see here. Cause I was I I meant to yes. check this this morning and yes, I, I did do. not. Is Florida behind or ahead of Justice after yesterday's games getting four? Florida rows? is behind. We're in twentieth now. We are in twentieth. Mama, we made it. Mm-hmm. Last place, baby. We finally hit it. We for sure the first did. time in franchise history, I do believe. I don't think we've ever quite hit the twentieth because we always had the Shanghai Dragons under us, right. and then we always had the LA Valiant this season. Right. So we're finally it, bottom. It's, it's here. We're we're at the bottom. So <clears throat> it's because we we have the same win loss record as the Justice, but different. We map. have the same map differential. Oh, do as we? the Justice. We're both minus twenty one, which is absurd. It's eight <laughs> points. But difference between us and the Valiant. But not that much between us and the Charge, who are ahead of the Valiant. So map differential, whatever. Right. Um, the bottom four teams are looking way down at the bottom, poor guys. Um, mm. But Washington Justice have one tied map, and Florida Mayhem has two tied maps. So one of our games that went to map five, I guess... We've had more ties going on in our things and probably more map five games. Right. And so that extra tie map is actually dragging us down underneath the justice. Huh. There it is. Not real sure how ties drag you down, but they do. The uh, the schedule kind of confused or the um, the rankings kind of confuse me because like sometimes you see people it's like map differential seems to be more important than map match win and then other times match win seems more important than map differential. I don't fully understand how the weighting. Yeah, yep. but but I mean, our win-loss and then MP, and I don't remember what MP means, is 110-11 for both of us. And then our maps are 12-33 for win-loss and then 1 and 2 for ties. They have 1, we have 2, and so we're both at minus 21. Yep. So, uh, so we just need to, we need to win more than adjust it. That's what I want you playing for Florida Mayhem, 19th. 
19th. Let's just stay in 19th Let's until stage three, and then we could try to pick it up season two, especially with, we'll get to it, but how tough our schedule is in stage two, just 19th. <laughs> That's all we want. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, you want to talk about a trade and saying and something of note. Yes, something of mm. note to the Dallas Fuel. Because we didn't get to see this last week, so one of the mo more interesting trades of um, this this season or the end of Stage 1, which shout-out to the Dallas Fuel for tending to have the more interesting trades. Like the Custa-Unco trade was very interesting last season. They seemed to – they got this whole trade thing down. They, uh, they seem to do – trades that are beneficial to both organizations and now we had this rck and note trade and this seems to be beneficial to both organizations boston yeah. didn't have a lot of flexibility they didn't have a sombra player they trade for rck boom they got flexibility and they got a and they've got a sombra player um dallas trades for note note surprisingly actually has some flexibility he's pulling out the hanzo he's pulling out the orissa uh, he looked great all game. And one of the crazy things is he's like, he's such a solid diva, right? Right. Um, it seems to have just unleashed OGE against the world. And that boy has been popping off. And the only thing I could think of is he feels comfortable in the loving arms of um, Note's nope. defense matrix. Because the guy's just really good at peeling for his main tank. So it, it just seems like it's rejuvenated this team. And they really look like they're um, like definitely upper half of the league. Still kind of hard to get a sense of really exactly where they are. Because they've only played two matches compared to some teams that have played four. Right. They're looking really, really solid. So I wasn't sure how this trade was going to be playing out. I was actually worried about the note trade because of the lack of flexibility and how important it is to be able to flex. But it looks freaking great for the Dallas Fuel. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. So speaking of the Dallas Fuel. Actually, no. No, 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 no. Let's hit this real quick. We're just going to uh, we're gonna say it, and then we're going to leave. Okay? Ready? Flame from the Outlaws is kind of was stupid this week. <laughs> Go look it up for yourself. That's all we're going to give you. Um, so let's get on to our maps to look forward to next week. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to say about it. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's, that's what I've decided. So it is. And, and we've got we've to finish a show. So we've got, we've got things to talk about. So right. We're not going to dwell on it. Um, so I'm going to start here. <clears throat> I'm going to start here for my maps to look forward to next week. Games to look forward to. Matches, even. It's too Man, many words. words there's too are many words hard. you have to use. There's like matches, there's maps, and then then they're like in control, and there's like multiple mini maps in the map, and like I think they just call they, I think they've just taken to calling them rounds, but they're, they're not rounds, they're in random order sets, though. So, so it's uh and they use different words depending map set presented by Toyota. You guys better pay us for that. <laughs> they won't. They will not. Um. Okay. So my match of the week that I'm looking – my match that I'm sponsored looking forward by no to – Sponsored by no one. <laughs> brought to you by Popped Off. <laughs> it's, it's true. Thanks, <laughs> Popped Off. Is um, Dallas versus Vancouver. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, we're yeah. both feeling this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's what's going on, right? All right. So first off, OG is popping off. All right? All right. Second off, Dallas just looks awakened. I'm going to look at my phone real quick, too, because I haven't dug into this match. But continue. Dallas just looks awakened. 
They've got Damon on the team who has been ta- teaching their tank lines, which could be a possible thing right. that's helping. Former coach of the Paris Eternal, right. not Damon who used to play for the Shanghai Dragon. Right, which is probably not hurting OGE and and Note right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I'm excited to see this because the Dallas Fuel guys are being are being smart about yeah. the way they're talking about this game. <clears throat> so they looked at us and went, you know, they were asked, how are you going to deal with the Titans next week? And they said, we're just going to have to really prep yeah. really hard. Yes. And and that's absolutely right. They need to throw something at the Titans that the Titans aren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And they can only do it once. Because once the Titans see it, they figure it out. Yeah. Right? So they're going to get each map, they're going to get a shot at the Titans to do something yeah. the Titans aren't ready for. And I think if anybody could do it, it's the fuel. Yeah. I think the fuel have this coaching staff set around them mm-hmm. in their different zones and their different elements, plus all around coach like Arrow and and people just analyzing for them. Mm-hmm. And I think if anybody can do something just unique enough to throw Vancouver off balance yeah. and get and sneak the win out from underneath them. I think it's the fuel. Yeah, and they've thrown some interesting looks out, like their Paris, the Paris Eternal game, um, looked like they ran some really interesting defenses. Like their Winston Orisha defense was really fascinating. They did some um, pretty cool attacks as well against Paris. So I'll be I'll be interested to see them, especially since I'm looking at the map pool. That's why I pulled out my phone. They're gonna be on Hanamura as their assault map. Hanamura. More than any other map, I feel like, has brought out some of the strangest strats and has definitely been the best map for not playing GOATs, maybe outside point B attack. But otherwise, point B defense, point A defense, and point A attack, you don't necessarily need to run GOATs. And Vancouver Titans, their weakness seems to be they can't run anything but GOATs. So if you can play around that effectively... Dallas Fuel has a chance, and we're looking at the other maps too. Luzong Tower, I think that'll be a little different, difficult. But Blizzard World, you could play different comps up until um, point C, sure. and then it becomes really hard to play anything but goats. And then Junker Town, you could definitely throw out a lot of looks on Junker Town. So there's definitely a world where Dallas Fuel can push just the two maps, at least two map wins. And then you're going to either Busan or Oasis, which are much better maps for the um, for throwing out DPS comps on control, which we've already seen from the Houston Outlaws this past week, can shake this team. So there, I, I think you're right. I was gonna say that, but I was I was a little bit hesitant to throw this out there because I feel like there's still a world where Vancouver four O's them. Sure, but there is. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> But there's a, this there's could a good be an chance exciting of it match. even, but yeah. I think it's gonna have a, has a good chance of being an exciting match. Right, one to watch out for, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I agreed, but my hesitation caused me to choose my match of the week as the Soul Dynasty versus the Dallas Fuel. Right, because this match, for whatever reason, even though the Envious Core has started to disappear, the Lunatic High Core is like literally just Rujay Hong at this point <laughs> on the Soul Dynasty, unless yeah. they decide to play Toby or Zumba someday, which is pretty rare, it seems like. Um, uh, so mad about that. But it's always been hype. Like ever since like day one, season one. When Even the preseason, right? Didn't they yeah. face off against Soul? I, I can't remember. I think they might have. 
I, I'd be surprised because they did play the first day of season one, stage one, but they might right. have. I hardly. Gosh, the preseason. Yeah. That was so what long was a pre- ago. What's a preseason? I don't know. But, um, yeah, they've always had such hype matches. Like, even when these both teams are awful or one team fitting the other one, it's a lot like the battle for L.A. for whatever reason. Like, these teams are just kind of rivals, and they always play up to each other in these matches. And both of these teams look good. Like, you've got the your top three. You've got Shock, New York, and Vancouver, right? These are, like, the top echelon. And then you have Gladiators who are, like, kind of, like, flirting with them. They don't seem quite as dominant, but they're also undefeated. So they like they're 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 knocking on the door. They're like right. shock last stage, right? They're knocking on the door, trying to get in. And I wouldn't be surprised to com- see them competing on that level, maybe stage three or stage four, as they still get the adjusted to decay. Sure. Um, but then you have, I would say, the next two teams below that, like, is definitely like the Soul Dynasty, and then probably the Dallas Fuel is looking like he they might be one of these top six teams and that are kind of like on a soul dynasty level, maybe maybe even a gladiators level. It's hard to say. And I think the Vancouver game will say a lot, but even if they lose to Vancouver, this soul game will say a lot about the Dallas fuel. They've Mm. definitely got a tough week ahead of them, but if the Vancouver match ain't bumping, this match will be bumping. That's true. That's true. It's going to be lots of fun. Speaking of somebody with a tough week ahead of them, the Florida Mayhem. The Florida Mayhem. Every week <laughs> is a tough week ahead of the Florida Mayhem. It Let's is. be honest with ourselves. But stage two is a rough Stage two is rough. Stage. So this week, we've got the Gladiators Ooh. is our first map. Undefeated this stage. Undefeated this stage. And then the Dragons, who are not... I mean, the Dragons are not the Dragons of last year. Please stop Please stop underestimating the Dragons, everybody. Yes. yes. Literally everybody, I please know. stop underestimating. Everyone the keeps like considering they are kind of low in the rankings too because they've had a tough schedule. They're in the Pacific Division, it's right. a rough place it's to be. Rough. So, it looks it looks worse than it actually is. Like this team is really really solid, and I've been liking recently. They're integrating Gaguri into their lineup more because. As good as Ding is, is Diva's probably as weak as Peach, right? So this sure. is a team that's looking good. They beat Chengdu recently pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. And Chengdu has uh, definitely given some good teams a run for their money. Yes. So. Chengdu also got 4 would by the Paris Eternal, who swept the floor with the Mayhem. Right. So, I mean, these guys are the victors in their respective Chengdu match. So mm. I, uh, things are looking very challenging. Yes. I think... Chengdu is, pr- uh, excuse me, excuse me. Shanghai is probably going to be our best chance of victory this this, this stage. This, this stage, because I think our only other game after that is I mean, another tough one. I thought that our best chance was probably going to be the Eternal. We don't play at the Dallas homestand, and then we play against the Dallas Fuel. I thought the Eternal was going to be our best chance too. But if it's not the Eternal, it's it, it has it's to be the Dragons. This is our this is our only shot to not go winless in this stage. I feel like because Fuel looks freaking good. Um, it's not going to be the Gladiators. There's going to be anyone. It's going to be Shanghai because these these are really good teams, but they are a little unorthodox. Like we have seen weird things out of them. I was watching. I can't remember who they were playing against, but it was like one of their games in Stage One. It might have even been against Vancouver, um, and they were playing. Divaless comps where they were running triple DPS with a like a junk rat instead of a diva. Okay. And they were just trying to like win shield wars. 
They've thrown out some weird looks. That's a cool. That's a cool idea. And it, it kind of it kind of worked. They ran it on Temple of Anubis attack and defense. Defense makes sense to me because that's sure. classic. But attack that was a new look, and it was interesting. It uh, it had some moments, but never quite paid off. So Shanghai ha- has the ability to run these more wacky strats, and if Florida can actually just adapt to that, um, I think there is a world where we could possibly win this map. It's definitely going to be tough, but it- it- it's possible. They don't they don't seem super comfortable on goats. So if we can like kind of just poke at their weaknesses and exploit them, especially since their stars are DM and Ding, right? I feel like Sciaplay yeah. and BQB can give them for a run for their money, and as long as we can match that and then just beat them with smarter comps, eh, we could win. What am I gonna say? We could win. We could win. I'm not expecting it. I'm, I would give it like a twenty-five seventy-five because that's the highest percentage I'm gonna give the Florida Mayhem. Sure. <laughs> the rest of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's things are looking rough for us Florida Mayhem fans. Yeah. But we will endure as we have through every Florida sports team that has ever existed. Minus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Minus the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're are they, struggling right now in the playoffs though. Yeah. Oof. So well, well that's the playoffs. They made it to the playoffs. Yeah. The rest of our teams just don't do that. No. Rays did in like two thousand eight. Yeah, it's been They're a like, while. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely been a hot minute. Miami has had times they look really good and then also have been, like, the worst team in the league, depending on how they're feeling. So we're used to this. Yeah. There's nothing new for us Florida folk. But you know what? It doesn't stop us from cheering for our hometown people. Right. Luckily for me, I'm originally from North Jersey, which makes me be mostly a New York sports fan. So I've, I've avoided most of this pain until until the Florida mayhem. Until the Florida mayhem. And it's... uh. It's it's a strange place to be. Sometimes my heart is like, what if I never moved and I was just like a New York Excelsior fan right now? You would be How sad. How different my life would be. So so much different. You wouldn't be on the Casual Overwatch League podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And all right. True. Well, that is literally all of our time today. Cool. We <laughs> did it. We did it. So uh, thank you for watching. Down. Please like, share, subscribe. Follow us everywhere. Follow us on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagrams, all at CowlFans, C-O-W-L fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we are available on all your major podcasting platforms, Spotify, Google Play, yep. iTunes, Stitcher, Last.fm, whatever. If you're listening to us, you could watch us. We have a video. We have on a nice YouTube. little green screen. You could watch our faces. Yes, we have a nice little it's a green studio. Screen. Studio setup. We are floating above the Bay of Tampa, <laughs> literally just sitting on a cloud. We have great technology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you could watch our face. Or if you're watching us on YouTube and you just want to like listen to us in the car, we're on Spotify. That's right. That's right. Uh, big thank you to the Popped Off yes. Esports Media Network. I've been practicing that. Good job. And I forget it all the time. Big thanks to those guys. You like our graphics? Do you like the fact that we're on all of these different platforms with our podcast? Well, that's because of them. They're the ones who are helping us to be there. So thanks to those guys. And uh, go definitely check out their other They have a whole bunch of other esports things. So uh, if you're interested in things outside of Overwatch, they have the occasional Overwatch article, but they're a little bit more broadly focused. So if you want to expand your horizons, 
popped off is a good place to start. Yeah, check out their website, poppedoff.com, and check out their YouTube channel where they post VODs of their Project Esports podcast. Which We're is on their channel, everywhere. so if you're just watching us on YouTube, you you're can just already click there. on to the Popped Off channel and access the rest of their videos. Yep. So, big thanks to them. Um, on behalf of nobody. I don't know why I say that. <laughs> it feels like what you're supposed to say when you sign off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everybody does that. On behalf of myself and Alurimore and the entirety of Cowell fans, which is myself and Alurimore. Hey, that was my sign-off last week. You can't use it again. I don't have that that, that big of a memory. <laughs> I, I, I have to keep up, remember, four days of Owl games. The, anything that happens before that, you got to empty it out. Well, we appreciate your views. We appreciate you enjoying us. If you like us, please share us with your friends. Please do. I'm Alurimore. I'm Haller. And this is Casual Overwatch League fans. See you next Thanks week. Thanks for watching. Bye.